This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. Today we have something a little different. It's a collection of public service announcements that originally aired over various stations in 1943, including, among others, a war bomb plea from Orson Welles and a recruitment effort for the WAX by Bing Crosby. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So thanks for listening. Enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The old craft music hall, friends, cutting out by short wave for spots all over the world where our men and women in uniform are making history. Speaking of women in uniform, soldiers back from North Africa have nothing but admiration and praise for the work and the courage of the officers and enlisted personnel of the Women's Army Corps, the WAC. As fast as they can be trained, women of the WAC are relieving soldiers for active duty. Originally planned as a corps of 25,000, the WAC now wants 200,000, which shows you how valuable the Army thinks the gals are. Talking to a colonel the other day, and he told me how happy he was to see some knob-knuckled staff sergeant who took all day to type a report freed to fire a bazooka while an efficient member of the WAC took over his portable. The WAC just doesn't handle the Army's typing. Members of the WAC are trained in 155 different types of Army work, all the way from Air Force to X-ray. Members of the WAC learn trades and careers that will serve them well beyond the duration in six months. And when it's all over, members of the WAC can say proudly that they wore the uniform of the United States Army in the war for the survival of freedom. They wear the Army uniform, they get the Army pay, and every officer in the WAC comes up through the ranks the hard way. There's no finer way to serve your country. So if you're not now working in a war plant, if you're 20 to 50 years of age, with no children under 14, and you want to help our men to victory and speed them back, join the WAC. It's easy to do at any WAC recruiting office. Or write the Women's Army Corps, Washington, D.C., for a booklet that will give you all the dope you need. Help wanted. Men, women, and children. Nature of work, hard, monotonous, back-breaking labor. Hours, 75 a week minimum. Pay, few cents an hour. Added inducement. Two meals a day, including several ounces of bad bread and a cup of thin soup. Don't delay. Apply at once. How would you respond to a want ad like that, Mr. and Mrs. American working man and woman? You'd laugh, wouldn't you, and throw the paper in the trash basket. Dismiss the whole advertisement as some kind of a joke. But believe me, it's no joke. It's a simple statement of the working conditions that exist today in Nazi Germany and the conquered countries under Nazi rule. It's also an exact statement of the working conditions that will be imposed on you and every member of your family if the Nazis win this war. 
You yourself personally can stop them from winning, as you know. You don't have to give up your well-paid job to do it. You needn't have to be a soldier or a sailor or an airman or a nurse or a war worker to ensure American victory. Uncle Sam doesn't ask plain, ordinary, hard-working citizens like you to give him anything. All he asks, all this he does ask very seriously and very urgently, is that you loan him ten cents out of every dollar you make. That's all there is to it. Lend Uncle Sam a dime to win this war. And he'll pay you back with interest when he's won it. The easiest, most convenient way to lend him these dimes is to enroll in the payroll savings plan. Just tell your boss to deduct ten cents from every dollar he pays you and lend it to Uncle Sam in your name. Sign up for this simple savings plan today and when victory comes, you will have war bonds in your pockets instead of Axis bonds on your wrists. You can have vegetables, lots of them, on your table next winter. You can have your own fresh vegetables on your table this summer if you have your own Victory Garden. Yes, there's no restriction on home canning and home processing of vegetables and garden fruits and berries. Plan your Victory Garden now. Get your garden plot lined up. Get the advice of a garden expert if you need it. And be prepared to grow your own for victory. Join a garden club or a community garden movement or share a garden with your neighbor. You can help win the battle of food production. You can help arm fighting men get the food they need. You can help save the vital metals used in commercial canning if you grow your own victory garden in 1943. For further information, write to Victory Gardens, Washington, D.C. Victory Gardens, Washington, D.C. <laughs> Meat ration in Nazi-occupied Belgium is five ounces per person per week. In Holland, the ration is nine ounces per person per week. In free England, the fresh meat ration is only one pound per person per week. America are still, as always, the most fortunate people in the world. Your meat-sharing program will allow you to consume two and a half pounds of beef, veal, lamb, mutton, or pork each week, and, in addition, unlimited amounts of other types of meat, plus poultry and fish. You know, it's almost funny when you stop to think of it. Here we are in America, the richest nation in the world. Surrounded by so much of everything, we don't always know what to do with it all. And yet we're fussing and worrying about having to do with a little of this and a little of that. For example, it's going to be necessary to cut down on meat. We have to begin now to ration ourselves voluntarily in order that everyone may have an equal share of the meat that is available up until the time when actual rationing begins. But why, you ask? Would you like to come with me and find out? Well, suppose you step into this little gadget of mine, which I invented just for this case. It's called, of all things, a whizzeroo. Step inside, please. There we are, and... Here we are, in Washington, by well-planned coincidence, and uh, just entering the office of a man whose job it is to tell you, an American, what you're entitled to know. The facts about meat. 
I'm glad to be able to report that the wartime demand on the available meat supply will not work a hardship on anyone. Actually, the per capita consumption of beef, pork, lamb, mutton, and veal will be only slightly less than it would normally be. Now, here are the figures. You don't need a pencil to understand them. We have today the greatest meat production in our history. But we also have, for the year beginning this month, a normal civilian demand of 21 billion pounds and Army, Navy, and lend lease requirements, six and a half billion pounds. Total demand, 27 and a half billion pounds. Total available, 24 billion pounds. Result, a deficit of three and a half billion pounds. Now, you and I know that the deficit of three and a half billion pounds cannot come out of the Army, Navy, and lend lease quarters. It must come out of the civilian supply. So, instead of the 21 billion pounds the public would like to buy, There'll be only 17 and a half billion pounds. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. And now, uh, let's get back into our wizard room. And? Here we are, back home. Well, there you have it. Pretty simple, isn't it? There just isn't enough meat for all of us to go on eating like we used to. Well, wait a minute, that's not the way to say it. There isn't enough meat for anyone to go on eating like we used to if he ate more than two and a half pounds a week. There's a good share for everyone if everyone eats only his share. But the first time some heavy eater gets out of line and starts eating as usual, somebody else has to do with less than his share, or maybe no share at all. You see, here's the way it works. Mother, I'm hungry. What have we for dinner? I'm sorry, Sonny. We'll have to have a vegetable dinner again. It's impossible for me to get to the market soon enough. When I get there, the meat is all gone. Well, just across the way. Yeah, Junior, have another veal chop. There's still half a dozen left. <laughs> it's clever of you, Helen, to be at the butcher's early enough to get all of them. Now, I ask you, is that fair? Is it democratic? Well, here's what you can do about it. Be a good American and limit yourself to two and a half pounds of meat a week. You do it, and everybody do it, and there'll be enough for everybody. Remember to share the meat. Limit yourself to two and a half pounds per week. Don't eat more than that, no matter how many members of your family may eat less. No matter whether you eat at home, in a restaurant, or at someone else's home. Let's share the meat and win the victory.